Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Filet Podcast. I believe this is episode 6 of the podcast, so it's kind of crazy that we even made it past episode 1. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, because to be honest with you, I didn't really see myself even getting to episode 6. So it's pretty cool to be here. We're going to kick off and still continue the Yuma tour like we started on episode 5. Today's episode is a pretty special one as well. I'm very excited to get into it, but before I do, before I introduce my guest, I just want to say very quickly, shout out to everybody who has so, uh, showed support thus far through the first, what would be six episodes. The support is insane. The love is appreciated. Thank you to everybody. And like I said before, you guys have any suggestions on what you want to listen to on future podcasts or what you want to hear, always hit me on my DMs on Instagram and or Twitter. Phil underscore Farrell is the social media, as well as the Filet podcast on both Spotify and SoundCloud. So always hit me up with any sort of suggestions that you may have. And once again, thank you for the love. Now today, like I said earlier, we're going to be still going on this little Yuma tour that we're on. I think I'm going to be in Yuma for a week or two, so we might have a couple more guests on the podcast. But today is a very special one. A person that I've known now for, I believe it's been about five years at this point. Uh, Give a big warm welcome to the homeboy, Ozzy, man. Introduce yourself, brother. What's going on, people? My name is Ozzy. I'm a Libra. I love long walks on the beach. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's a uh, it's fun to do stuff like this every once in a while. And since you're so good at podcasting, I thought why not join in on the fun, bro? Nah, I'm not that good at podcasting. But uh, yo, so you're starting a new podcast, correct? I actually am. Me and my uh, really really good friend, my brother, I've known him for over half my life. Uh, July, also known as Julio. We're starting our own podcast. Uh, hopefully, we have our episode up within the next week or two. Uh, but very, very early stages. Um, shout out to you, though, for the inspiration. I think a lot of people, especially in our friend group, really want to do something like this. And for you kind of knocking the door down, putting your nuts on the table, it's really <laughs> kind of got my ass into gear. So I appreciate that, bro. Hey, man, listen. I mean, I don't take any credit for that because, like I said, I mean, podcasts have been around. We kind of had a conversation about it a little bit ago about it. Podcasts have obviously been around for a decade now actually no years like ever since public radio really started so i mean it's just cool to kind of be able to get one started and i also want to be able to feature everybody that i know on yuma man because everybody has unique stories and i have unique stories with them so i'm very excited to kind of get everybody on but uh oh i was gonna say yeah so wait why did you why are you starting a podcast with julio of all people well we were uh playing warzone of all things one and um you know, it wasn't going too well. I had, a, I had a really good kill game, and he was just off. We were both off. We had one good game, you know what I mean? And uh, oh, yeah, I me you. and Julio have been friends for so long. We have these, like, super deep, long conversations, you know, a couple times a year. And it happened to be time, I guess, for one of those. And we were talking, and uh, I was like, yo, man, like, you see, like, you know, Phil doing that podcast, bro. Like, it just, like, popped into conversation, you know. We were talking about it because we were catching up on it. And, um... He goes, man, we should we should do one of those one thing, one of these days. Like maybe we should try it out. I think we'd be good at it. You know, we've known each other for a long time. We have a good dynamic. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like whatever. And so you know, I was, we we're talking to each other, and all of a sudden Caleb was like, oh man, you're you know you're a scholar, bro. Like you're smart. You got a degree. You're just you're well faceted in um, in life with certain things. And he took it as like a really good compliment. And so we're like, well, what would we name this podcast? Like we don't have like I told him like I'm not naming it. You know what I'm saying? Like you have the name. Like I'm not good at this stuff. And uh, he was like, yo, what about the, the scholar and the shot caller? And I looked at him like, you think I'm a shot caller, bro? Like, I appreciate that. And from there, man, another seven hours later, we had, you know, it all planned out. 
and I was waiting for that tax refund to hit. Once it hit a little bit, got my got my setup, bro. So it's all a matter of just, you know what, saying, excuse my language, saying fuck it, and just whoa, whoa. This is going a, for it. This is a PJ show, bro. This is a PJ. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. It's just a matter words. of doing it, man. I think that's what we all have a problem with in life is just execution. We have the plan in front of us, but we get scared to do it because we're scared to fail. And and it's nice to kind of just talk. So uh, hopefully it works out. You know, I'm doing this just hey, for yo, me and no, Julio. It'll, it'll definitely work out. It's a man. way for us to fucking, you know, just kind of just talk to each other and kind of get some stuff out that maybe we don't you know, talk about enough. So definitely, it's definitely man. one for human experience, bro. That's all it is. We just want to kind of relate to everyone, bring on some of our homies as well, and just kind of talk about life and, like, maybe things that don't get touched on enough and that don't get enough shine. So... Shout out to everyone out there going through this right now. I know we're all going through a struggle right now in some way or another. So don't give up, guys. Hey, man, listen. The power of positivity goes a long way, man. I'm very excited to kind of hear it because, I mean, for me, I'm kind of excited to kind of hear you and uh, Julio's perspective on a lot of life things too. So we don't get to have those – me and Julio more specifically as well don't get to have those talks all that often as well. So being able to kind of uh, listen as a third party through, you know, what are you guys uploading on? You guys guys have a plan for that yet or – I think we're going to do Spotify. Don't SoundCloud, I'd have to see, but I think for sure uh, Spotify, just because I know we both have an account. Yeah. We can always create a new one, and I think I'm more familiar with that than SoundCloud. But like I said, it it's more for just a little therapy session with two, two lifelong friends, and um, I definitely want to have some of our own friends on there because I feel like a lot of them have good perspective as well. It's not just us, so it's not really i don't want to look at it as us being selfish it's like you know what this is our way to talk and then you know if we want another perspective on something that we have i definitely want to have people on it's not you know i've always looked at life as like if you could like adam sandler you know if you can bring the homies with you to be successful i'm with it fuck yeah bro i'm dude now i'm bringing the homies shout out to the broadway boys too by the way man i'm bringing <laughs> i'm bringing everybody with me man if this podcast takes off but who really knows at this point but um kind of uh, kick it off on a new foot though because i don't want to take your whole intro your whole first episode for your podcast because i'm sure oh, that's gonna be good, touched bro. on appreciate it it's gonna be touched on very heavy but uh you know we kind of talked about it a little a bit ago prior to the podcast starting um obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything like that and obviously we uh you're in a relationship right now in a healthy relationship you know clap it up um so I'm just, uh, i guess the first question that i have is just regarding that is um how do you? How have you guys been managing the relationship, especially you know in the middle of a global pandemic where the Yuma area, I guess, has kind of been taken away. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, when something like this happens, and when it happened, you know, we had just started talking again. You know, it was like we had just come back into each other's lives. So, what happens is, regardless of that happening or any situation, you have to talk. There's no option to just be physical or just be distant. Like you, if you want it to work, you have to conversate. You have to air things out. You have to get everything off your chest and be completely transparent. And I think that we've grown so much, and because of this pandemic, and that's one thing I can say I've gotten a really good positive out of, is having clarity in my love life, and having a, a full blown supporter as well as me supporting her and everything that we do together, you know, or separate. So what happens is, you know, you can't, you can't go out on dates too much. Like at first you couldn't at all, you know, like Arizona is different than other States, but even then it was like, 
you know, she has a, a niece and nephew and I love those kids and we didn't want to risk, you know, them come to the apartment or the house or whatever and, you know, we don't go out too much. And her, you know, she herself was also very nervous about going out. So it was a matter of just trying to be together but be as safe as possible without having to go out too much. And that really benefited us because everything that we, any problem we ever had or didn't have got aired out very, very quickly. And you kind of figure out spending that much time together, you know, if it's going to work, you know, if it's going to be a long-term thing. Because I think a lot of people don't understand that when you're in a relationship and you don't see someone every day like that, like all day long, you have to talk. You can't just sit there and be on your phones. Like it's, that's not a relationship. In my mind, that's not, it's not healthy. But if you can conversate and have a good time and just kind of, you know, figure shit out, it, it's, it's good. And for me, it, it, actually our first time going out was actually right before the pandemic. I have a little ticket here. It was March 7th. So it's the last time I've been in a movie theater. It's been almost a year now. And so five days before the pandemic was a real thing. It was the last time we went out to a movie. Wait, what, what movie was that? I just out of curiosity. It was The Invisible Man. See, I didn't get to see that movie, bro. I don't know. Was that you good? You know what? It's it's not bad, man. Like, it's definitely a thriller. It's not like a scary movie, which I'm okay with, because I feel like a lot of scary movies aren't that scary anymore, yeah. or they're really cheesy or predictable. But this one was actually, like, kind of nice. I was I was, I was was pleasantly surprised. Do you, do you guys and watch scary movies? she was terrified movies? the entire time. Do you guys watch scary movies or no? I don't... Like, I think the only scary movie I've seen in theaters was It Chapter 2, which made me laugh, like, the entire way me? through. Me... Personally, I only go with uh, certain people because, like, shout out to Nick because he always makes me go. Yeah. We had, like, a thing where we watched, like, every horror movie we could watch. Um, even when I draw lines, I draw lines at, like, the accursed, the occult kind of thing. But he still gets me out to go watch them. So we watched both It movies in theaters together, and we watched a few other ones over the years. I can forget because it's been quite a few. Um, but I'm not really a horror movie person just because... Um, I used to get a lot of night terrors as a child, so for me it's not like a preference, but sometimes I'm in the mood and I want to be scared a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. I don't know that the scary movies are not for me, bro. There was, you ever seen Signs? Bro, actually, a matter of fact, I got Lauren to watch that for the first time the other day. Fuck Signs. And, bro, Sna- I'll tell you what, uh... as a kid, that movie scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. Like, I will never forget that movie, but now that I've gotten older... I think I'm still, like, a little part of me is still, like, you know, because it, it is kind of surreal, like, in that movie. Yeah. Just, and as a matter of fact, outside my neighborhood, during certain parts of the year, it's a cornfield. So, low-key, that movie still kind of fucks me up to this day. See, I remember one time uh, when I was a kid when I first watched it. I don't know if you remember, like, the birthday party scene. That's exactly the scene I was thinking yeah. of, bro. That's the one that fucked me up. That when he, birthday, when he runs dude. out in the middle of the street in Brazil. Yes, the birthday party scene happens, and like you just see them all walking. And I remember, like, uh, I was at a boys and girls club at the time, and it was like, like nine thirty p.m. somewhere around that, somewhere around there. Oh no! And like, I, remember, I just remember my uh, my dad came in, and like he um, he like patted me on the shoulders, like let's go. And then as soon as he like touched me, I just like spinning back elbow like to the dome. Cause like I was like, bro, I'm not. I thought it was a, a dead ass. Like I thought I was in the movie. So like I was fucking terrified, bro. Straight up John Jones, then, bro. Dude, oh my god, bro. It was it was dead ass like a John Jones like Shogun Hua type of thing. Like if Jeez, I, I bro. 
Oh my god, it was bad, bro. I could, I see, I can't really do scary movies like that. I mean, obviously, I haven't really tried them when I, I got older, but like, it wasn't even like I didn't get like night terrors or anything like that. But there was definitely like jump scares where like if I had popcorn, like some shit would pop out, and I, I couldn't avoid that shit. Um, I mean, for me, I for a while there, I didn't watch them at all, and then I've kind of like slowly eased my way in. Just because I'm more of a comedy action kind of right, guy. Yeah. Like, I've always been that way. Like, grew up on, like, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler type of shit, you know? So, for me, it wasn't always, like, my first option. Yeah, it see, never was, yeah. as a matter of fact. No, yeah. I I, prefer, I personally like to laugh more than, you know, get scared. So, I was watching, you know, the Bernie Mac show, Tyler Perry's House oh, of Pain. Dude. Rest in peace. Shit like, yeah, nah. Fucking gone too soon, bro. Shout out Ocean's Eleven, too. Greatest movie of all time. No cap. But, um... <laughs> Wait, you got something I mean, to say? Hey, everyone got their preference. What's yours? Favorite movie of all time? I don't think I can put it in like just one movie. Like, if I do my category, I have a few. But if I were gonna go like, if I were just to pick one off the top of my head, it's definitely uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing. I just Terminator Two: Judgment love Day. That movie. It's the best one of the three, of the original three. Yes. It's got Robert Patrick and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that same movie. And I'll tell you what. Wait, Arnold was in Terminator? Scared the shit out of me. I did not know. Wait, Arnold was in Terminator? I don't even start with you, bro. No, I'm like, what, he was in Terminator? <laughs> like, what, what role did he play? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just fucking around, bro. If, like, I was uh, like, oh, there's no way. Imagine if I actually like didn't know that. That'd be kind of crazy. We would stop the podcast right now. I'd go to your house and we're watching the fucking movies, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm not watching That's no, what Terminator 2. Would you say Salvation? Sal- Salvation is like a... It's not even like a... It's not even with the trilogy. They wanted to make like a standalone movie because it kind of goes over the first movie in a way. But like instead of being in the past, it's in the future. And they still have like... Arnold in it as a CGI, like it's not really him. It's like you can tell it's super CGI'd, but it's all right. It's not bad. I do like that they try to do a little bit of different things with it, but it still doesn't touch the first two movies. Like after this, even the third movie is okay, but you can tell that they didn't know what to do with it. And yeah. I don't think the original director or writer was on that movie. So it's all about t- it's all about the Benjamins, bro. When you have a, a high like grossing like franchise like that, you're gonna continue making more. It's like Fast and Furious, bro. Yeah, I mean, I know they signed on to do more than seven, but if you were if they were up to me, I would have said ended at seven. You ended on a high note. Rest in peace to Paul Walker, and you, cry, you go on bro. with life. Nah, that yo man, that scene, that scene still gets me low key. That scene, I was bawling like a little baby in the theater, bro. I mean, I I don't think anyone wasn't, but like I've been watching those kids since I was a you know watching those kids, excuse me, Whoa, watching those what? movies since I was a baby, bro. Relax, since I was you know the youngin. And I have all the movies on DVD and on repeat all day long. And just to see that scene and it look as good as it did, like you couldn't really tell it wasn't him. They did a very good job on that. Wasn't it his brother or something like that? Yeah, his brother, I believe, was a body double and they just CGI'd his face. But they look very similar, so I'm yeah. sure it wasn't like the biggest hassle to have that. I said, forget about it, cuz. Forget about it. dude. That's a legendary line. I don't care what anyone says. Dude, as a kid, like I remember listening to that or like watching that scene and thinking, like, did anybody hear what he said? And then obviously it became like a pretty huge meme. Like, what was it, like two years ago? 
something like that when like it re like re like years ago yeah like that whole scene like when like which uh, i don't know how because it's such a big like I, it stands out to me out of that whole movie it just like stands out for no reason yeah like it, that whole scene for me like it's even like the previous scene too where like roman like steals the sandwich from the cop like i don't know if you remember that scene at all i do i remember that whole movie bro yeah now like he steals the sandwich and he takes a bite of it and just like chucks it in the bag and that's when he like walks out and he's like what was that all about he's like i said forget about it cuz and again, those like fucking tricked out ass rides. But I, I had like those, um, you know what like Tonka cars are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, like uh, I used to have like the Skyline and all that shit, like and, like the little toy car versions of it. And I was pimping, bro, when I was young, like with those cars. Oh man, I was never uh, like a Hot Wheels or Tonka kid. I was. Uh... I was a WWF kid, so we had all had all the wrestlers. Um, my parents broke the bank getting them for me, but much appreciated. We had like the ring too, stuff like that, or what? I had, dude. I had the I had I had the first Illumination Chamber, like the full size. Um, I had a steel cage. I had the full ring. I had like a like the OG SmackDown stage with like the little circles in the back. I had that one. Yeah. Um, not like all at one time, obviously, but over the years, like, I don't think you realize until you get older, like how much money like shit really costs. I don't know things were a little cheaper back then, but yeah, no, I had so many. The I don't know if you ever went to like Target or like Walmart and you've seen those like Lego like structures that you can buy. Yeah, and like you have like the Death Star, for example, or anything like that, kind of similar to that. And that whole like that box will cost you one hundred fifty bucks. And it's like as a kid, you're just thinking those are just fucking Legos. They're probably worth ten bucks, but then like as an adult, like you see that it's like holy shit, like hundred and fifty bucks for a Lego set is insane. But like being able to, I would low key once I get my tax refund, I might have to get me one of those, just to kind of like set it up and shit. I think the most expensive Lego I ever got, I bought for myself. And that's why this next story is so sad. I got... I'm a huge fan of Darth Maul. Like, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I love that character. And I had never seen him in a Lego before, like in stores, only online. And at Walmart, they had one of the ships from the very first Star Wars. Mm -hmm. He was in it. Like, he was in the set, and it was like 60 bucks. And I was like, yeah. So I, I, I dropped the $60, like all the money I had for my birthday or something. Like, I had money for some reason. And I took it home, and I could never build the ship. I wasn't very good at that, but I just wanted the character. So for me, 60 bucks for that little Lego Darth Maul was like, it was okay. I was going to play with it all day. And then one day, I let a neighborhood kid borrow it. And Never do that, you know, bro. I, never do he, that, bro. Okay, here's the, here's the little issue, though. Like, I was always gullible, bro. I got a fair trade, right? He traded me, I can't remember what it was, but I, at the time, I thought it was fair. So I go give his stuff back, because I was always took really good care of my toys. And my stuff. Like, I never had problems taking care of my gaming discs, my DVDs. I always took care of my stuff. So, I go to take it back, and he's like, oh, I lost it. Wait, what was the trade, and though? What was the trade, the, though? The look on my face that this... And he was younger than me, too. Like, a little bit younger than me. Yeah. The look on this kid's face, I was about to give him a rock bottom. Oh, rock bottom. What the and... Fuck? The only thing I got from that was, like, he had, like, the lightsaber, but it only had one of the parts and it was missing the bottom saber. And till it's day, fuck that kid. Wait, what is so? what did you trade him for? 
I, I, I don't remember if it was, like, a video game. Like, it was just, like, a, like a trade for, like, a couple days. It wasn't like we were trading forever. It was just, like, oh, you know, like, here, I want to play with that. You can play with this. You know, like, the things you do with your friends, like, you exchange something for, like, a week or so or you a couple days. Like a, you said it was a back. Lego figure? Is that, is that what you said? You, yeah, I traded in the Darth Maul figure for, oh, like, yeah. I think it was a video game on the 360. I can't remember. But when he got his game back, uh, which he didn't, I kept that shit. Yeah. Because he well, lost my thing. Obviously, yeah. I could never find that Darth Maul again. And I guarantee you now, if I try to find that actual worth, Lego set, it's probably, it's probably worth, worth like triple, yeah. quadruple the price. Down bad, bro. Down bad. Yeah, no, nah, I, I wouldn't have traded that, bro. Oh, but you, you do things as a kid that you don't realize, like, nah, I they could go bad. Right? You, when you're a friend, as a kid, you give your friends all the trust in the world. I didn't do that. Right. I was um, like, that's just I, that's what I was at least. I was the opposite, bro. I was um, <laughs> I ever tell you about this? How I used to sell like snacks at school, and like I was. I think you I, did something with this. Yeah, I was a con artist, bro. That's how you can tell I didn't give a fuck because like, <laughs> one of my friends at the time, I sold him Fun Dip, and it was like the you know the regular like snack packs you can get, like that you'd bring for like a Valentine's Day thing for elementary school or some shit like that. Yeah. And I sold them one. And then I sold him four, four of those little small ones for twenty bucks. Bro, you straight? Nah, I sold it to him, and legit, like I was, <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, bro, you... the OG scalper, bro, bro. Like I legit looked at him, I was like, you sure, bro? And he was like, yeah, like here's twenty, and I was like, I don't got change, bro. He's like, keep it, and I was like, all right, bro. And so I gave him four fun dip, and then you know, obviously bro. thinking, all right, bet, like you know, like yeah, it's twenty bucks, which obviously it's a lot for a kid. Right, and I was doing this like I was selling just a whole bunch of shit. But this guy, I got him bad. So I thought, you know, I kind of snaked away money, and you know, I was trying to hustle. Like I said, man, I needed the you money. You hired trap and filler. I needed the money. So like, you know, I got the money and everything, and then I would say like, I think it was like six hours later, I got home from school, I was chilling, minding my own business, doing my homework, bro, like a good kid Samaritan. This dude's mom comes to my crib. And he's like, and my mom answers the door, and she's like, "Oh, like, how's it going? Like, because we lived on base at the time, so like, everybody kind of knew everybody. So oh, like, this kid's shit. mom comes to my crib, bro, and then she's like, "I think your son has my son's twenty bucks." <laughs> and then my mom like yells at me. She's like, "Fill up!" Thinking that I, I stole it, and then like yeah. I <laughs> I walk up to the door, and then I I knew it was his mom. Like I've been to his house before, everything like that. And she was like, hey, like, my son said he gave me 20 bucks. And I was like, I mean, he didn't give me 20 bucks. Like, you know, it was a fair trade. Or emphasis on fair. Like, clearly, that shit was not fair. <laughs> but, like, it was, just, like, four packs of fun dip. And then my mom was like, uh, like, she, um, I told her exactly what happened. And then, legit, I was able to keep the 20 bucks because his mom was like, what a fucking dumbass. I'm going to go chew his ass out when he gets home. So not only did Bro. I take his 20 bucks... But he probably got his ass beat <laughs> when he got bro, home. Bro, that kid could be the future GM for the Texans, bro. Oh, uh, bro. You know, he's definitely... He has you to robbed a, him like like the Cardinals robbed D-Hop from the Texans, bro. He has to be on a hate train. Like, he's he's probably, like... He probably wrote in his journal that day, like, yo, I'm going to kick this dude's ass. But, like, with my 20 bucks, I was able to hire security. So, like, nothing was happening to me. I was, I was untouched. Uh, that's funny, bro. But, anyways... Back on to the uh, conversation. Now, I kind of know that, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit ago, too. You know, how you're from Yuma and everything like that. And I know you said that you also, 
you never you will you lived in Yuma your entire life, correct? Yeah. So like obviously you know I know that you've been to uh, Chicago with Nick a few times. I don't know other parts of the country you've been to. Have you traveled expansively outside um, of Chicago and probably like... a couple years ago? Me, Nick, and Lauren went to New Orleans for WrestleMania. Oh word, um, word, yeah. In New Orleans, uh, Nick was the only one of age, so uh, he got to enjoy sucks, it a little more than bro. we did. Um, and also I've been to San Francisco a few times. I've been to Hawaii. Um, obviously like San Diego, Phoenix, Tucson, places like that, you know, common places oh, yeah, that nah, yeah, anyone yeah. that lives around here will go. Yeah. So like for but, you, yeah, like, I've lived here my whole life. I was going to say, so like obviously, you know, going to Chicago, obviously you stayed in Chicago for a few weeks, right? Cause you just visited the family and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say like, obviously, you know, being there for a few weeks and everything like that was, is it kind of hard? Like, obviously, you know, you were living with this family at the time or staying with this family. But was it kind of hard for you to go to New Orleans, go to Chicago, go to Hawaii, and these other places that are obviously blatantly different in terms of I culture think for me, and everything the, like the that? The toughest one probably was Chicago because it was the first time I was going somewhere not with like a girlfriend, my mom. Like it was just me and Nick, and I was meeting a family for the first time, and I didn't know any of them, um, yeah, and a, I'd never been, moment, bro. you know, to like that big of a city before. So. And I was also missing Christmas, so it was my first time oh, going somewhere and not being home for Christmas. So that was tough. That part of it was tough. But once I got there and kind of met everyone, um, they welcomed me like I was born with Nick. So shout out to them. I really, I've always will appreciate and love them for how they treated me and how they continue to treat me. Um, nothing but love for them. And so it, it wasn't that difficult. The only part that was tough for me was Christmas, was yeah. Christmas Eve, because that's when I celebrate with my family. So that part was tough. A little, little, sheer, a little tears were shed, um, but not because I was sad, because it was I was uh, very surprised about how how good it was. Do you ever get like the urge to like, since you obviously been to Chicago and these other places, do you ever kind of look at these other cities and be like, I can live here, or like, do you ever get that urge to? like leave Yuma and move to somewhere else for a little while? Oh, absolutely. There is nothing wrong with going out and trying to live somewhere else. I know a lot of people from here, they'll move out and they'll come back and people give them shit for it. But it's like, look, not not everyone's built for that, you know? Like give them the A for the effort and they got their ass out and tried, unlike you sitting at home and just being a hater. Um, my biggest thing though is I really do like the laws in Arizona. I like how, you know, like I feel like it's very open and free it's not so restricted but when you start to go into bigger cities it rent goes it's more it gets more expensive the places get smaller you know the cost of living goes up so much where it's like even if you have a good job you're still kind of struggling so you got to kind of in my mind really narrow down are you okay living like that and if you are then you'll absolutely probably enjoy yourself but if you can't then you got to kind of decide for yourself what's best for you and currently, obviously, like, I live here, my girlfriend lives here, mm-hmm. you know, it's not forever, it's temporary, but I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here because, you know, we, as we get older, you know, f- friends move away, you lose contact a little bit, family the same way, so you got to kind of enjoy the people you have in your life while you have them, so you kind of got to sit there and smell the roses sometimes and not focus so much on what's in front of you, but what's right, like, right there in your face. Yeah, that's kind of how I was like come back to Yuma too, low key. Like obviously I know I'm only like three hours away and shit, but I only come here maybe once a month, maybe. And when I do, honestly, it's only here for a few days. So I'm kind of trying to see everybody at once. So there's always like something that I miss or anything like that since I'm always trying to like, I guess, take advantage of being in the moment of being here with my family and everything like that as well. 
obviously that's like a huge because i think we're both like for me it's like not like i have a small minority of family here but it's also like all of the friends that i made here too that i consider to be like my family like yourself and stuff like that and i know you're a big family guy as well so like i guess as of right now do you ever see yourself maybe moving out of yuma or is kind of yuma like the permanent destination like if you oh, had i definitely want to move out and as for me being a family man i think when it comes to for me, family is not necessarily blood. Yeah, right. Because uh, I'm not necessarily close to my family. There's a lot. I have a lot of. There's a lot of beefs in, on both Definitely. sides, unfortunately for me. So, when it comes to that kind of style, I don't see my cousins as much as I used to, and so it's not that I have like a problem with most of my family, but it's like there are still things that you know need to be said or yeah. need to be ironed out. So it's a little more difficult sometimes. But when it comes to my friend groups, uh, my friend group, I should say, because I don't have groups. I have a group that I'm very very close with. Um, y'all my brothers, so y'all are family to me. So it's um, it's much different for me, I think, than most people because I don't have necessarily family that I'm, like, that close with. It's just how it is, you know? It's how my life's been. I was going to say, yeah, because, I mean, family doesn't have to be blood or anything like that, for sure. Like, it was hard for me not only leaving, like, my mom and stuff like that, but also leaving, you know, like, the homies I made in high school, homies I made in middle school and all that shit who have also become, like, my brothers and sisters. And even in Phoenix, too, it's kind of been the same premise. Like, I know for sure that I'm probably going to leave at some point, probably leave for a couple of years and then come back. But that's kind of something that I also want to experience again of being able to leave Arizona and be able to have that luxury to kind of return whenever. So I was kind of curious about you because obviously for me, as I'm sure you already know, like I moved around a lot already. So like for you, obviously being stagnant here in Yuma, I think like obviously that's a huge like life change in itself to like move whether it's out of state or even to like an area like phoenix too where like you don't know a ton of people or even that like moving from yuma and being acclimated to a big city as well is a huge change for anybody no it, it really is um i think just for me though it's a matter of being adventurous sometimes and getting out of your comfort zone because change is very scary and it would i would be lying if i didn't think that you know, leaving somewhere like this that's always been home and going somewhere else wouldn't be difficult. But it's something I'm I'm willing to go into and accept. It's just I have to have the right timing. You got to have the right amount of money. You got to have, you know, you got to have timing. It's yeah. for me the biggest thing because you can move out and completely go to shit and then you're broke and you have you can't get back home. So you got to kind of meticul- meticulously plan things out as best you can, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah, you should have told me that my freshman year of college. I was broke as fuck. Because <laughs> my dumbass moved from uh, Yuma to Phoenix low-key prematurely. Lo- Actually, no, high-key. High-key as fuck. I was broke as hell. Shout out Goodwill, though, for employing the boy. Because, oh, dude. Oh, I fucking... No, I hate Goodwill now. That's a discussion for another day, bro. But I heard that on the, on the last one, so I heard a little bit of that. Uh, no, Goodwill is comedy, man. I got I got so many stories, man. Maybe we can talk you about gotta that. have a, a Goodwill episode, just straight Goodwill talk, because I, I know we went there forever, but yeah. I'm sure there's some interesting stories. I was only working there for like retail months, in general but... gives you interesting stories. Yeah, no, we're, I was only there for four months, man. But the amount of shit that happened there on a daily basis was just on a whole nother level, man. Like you don't get that, that experience that I had. You you will not get that at any other job. I feel like just with the people that I've interacted with. Look, man, I, I used to sell guns. All right? I I I can hey. say I have a I have a yeah. a stack of stories myself. It's I bet. it's crazy. Hell no, yeah, no, I can't. I couldn't imagine that either. Do you have to do um 
whenever you did that, you, did you do background checks or did you, how did you? Yeah, so like when you sell guns, obviously in Arizona, it's different in every state because it's a state by state cases. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can't talk today, bro. Sorry. Basis. And so each state has their own gun laws. So the the forms look similar, but they are different. And so obviously like I have to have some kind of clearance because I have to run what well, we ran through the FBI, our background checks. So they run a background check on me before I can actually sell. So there's a whole process to it. It's not very difficult, um, but it's easy to fail. And that's the best way to put it is if you don't know how to read, then don't buy a gun. And if you don't know anything about guns, please do some research and don't buy a gun. There are, there are some very responsible owners out there that get a lot of flack because of what's going on in the world. Yeah. And I feel for them because I'm one of them. Like I know, I know my shit because I've taken the time to research it and I've seen it in my store and ask questions. And um, I don't want to get too much on that topic on your podcast. I don't want to do that to you, but... It's definitely something that I think I'm the kind of person where I try not to discuss something that I don't know anything about. I ask questions, but I'm not going to discuss like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Now, research is very important. You don't want to have that, um, what would that be, blind blind ignorance? I think is what they call it's, it. It's basically, it is ignorance, but it, it's basically like ignoring the facts and then just using your opinion as facts, which is horrible. Yeah, yeah. that happens a lot, Loki. It does, it does, and I think that's my biggest problem with that whole conversation. Mm. Um, it, it's it's a it's a much deeper topic to dive into, but just like doing a quick little overview, um, Arizona is probably one of the freest states when it comes to purchasing firearms. Right. But my job, as I did, it's not only to be able to make sure that this person can buy a gun, they can qualify legally, but um, there are times where we we have straw purchases, which is like someone trying to buy a gun for someone else illegally. You go 10 years in jail for that or they're underage or, you know, there's all kinds of things. And we have to take those precautions. And basically each gun sale I did at where I worked was up to me. If I didn't feel comfortable selling to them, I didn't have to. I got backed. So that's that's what I mean. Like there are checks and balances. And it basically is up to the individual selling the firearm to be able to be comfortable and, you know, read someone. You have to be very good at reading people, especially body language. People give away a lot in their body language. Right. And for me, it's, we have cameras, we have hundreds of cameras in that store. So it's very easy to see if someone was, you know, trying to do something. Well, I'm glad that protection's there. Holy shit. But speaking. No, people don't understand that, man. Like, there's a lot of camera. Like, if you go to any store that sells anything like that, firearms, there are cameras all over the place. Ones that you don't even know about. Next time I go in there, I'm going to be like. Look around the wall. Seriously, just to... like if you walk into a, a like I'm gonna use sportsmen's as an example. If you walk into a sportsman's row, any one of them and look up, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. As there should be though. And exactly. But yeah. people don't understand like I say people that don't know anything about the topic, they talk like they do. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if you just listen for one second, because I'm saying not everyone's a radical, not everyone's crazy. Some people are, some people aren't. That's that's how it is with everything. But you know, Common sense isn't common anymore, bro. Hey, I, t- I tweet that about three times a year. <laughs> it's true. Every single time, too. I, I get like six or seven retweets, and I feel like I'm like on the top of the world, and my Twitter cloud is like on a whole other. It's buzzing. Level. It's oh, hell yeah, nah. It's, it's like psh, yeah, I don't know. But speaking of opinions and using them as facts, oh no, the Chargers, man. 
What, what do you want to? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Listen, I mean, obviously, How you want me to cry today? Listen, man. I, I mean, it's been a rough year for everybody. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and cap. My Eagles haven't been doing great either. You know, even though we did win the Super Bowl in 2017. Big Dick Nick, shout out. But um, <laughs> you know, obviously the Chargers. You know, uh, they haven't been the same since LT. You know, they had maybe one good year, which was like what two years ago, three years ago. When they uh, when they should have low, I mean they got the brakes beat off by the Patriots that year, but you know they obviously did. you being a you being a Chargers fan, man, you know I kind of want to know like obviously it's a little early, you know we're about what, two months away, or actually a, m- a little more than a month away from the NFL draft because I think it's in mid April. Kind of what's your uh, what's your thoughts going into the draft? Like what's your what's your mindset going into the year? Because your division is tough. Obviously, you know the it's, Chiefs the Chiefs are in that division. Bit. The Raiders are obviously young, up and coming. The Broncos, I don't know what the hell's going up with them, but they have oh, pieces. No, they, don't have, they don't have a quarterback, so yeah, that's their problem. Yeah, no. Nah, it's literally their only problem I look at right now. It's they need a running back. They need a running back. They need a quarterback, but they have a decent receiving. Yeah, I like the receiving core. They're super young. They're they're yeah, gonna be so Noah Fan. They have they just they're literally a so, quarterback away from yeah. being competitive. Right, right. So for the Chargers, then it's like you know I feel like for and I've been a big believer in the Chargers for a lot of times. Like there was like a two year period from like. 2017, I said, prior to the season, I was at Eagles Chargers. And both teams killed that regular season. And we're pretty close to, like, actually meeting in the Super Bowl. Like, obviously, I think that the Chargers beat the Patriots. I think they were going to the SB. That momentum of going into Foxborough and doing all that shit would have been crazy. But obviously, on paper, the Chargers are low-key with talent. They have one of the best teams in football. Obviously, those injuries occur and everything like that. It gets a lot of unlucky breaks. Like for you specifically, do you see like do you see the Chargers contending in the next couple of years? Obviously, with Herbert coming in there and playing great. So we're gonna start with twenty seventeen. Oh, here we go. I I don't know what our uh, DC was thinking, but you never run a, a zone against Tom Brady, regardless of who his receivers are. When you run a zone against a quarterback who has five seconds in the pocket, you're gonna lose. I don't care how good your corners are, you have to run man. You can't run cover two, cover four the whole game. So that's why they lost. Now on to the future. Um, <laughs> I see, obviously, Herbert's, uh, he could be, you know, a very, very generational talent. Who knows, right? It's his second year. This is going to be the, the most telling year. They definitely need to, you know, beef up the O-line. Besides that, when it comes to skill positions, they're pretty set on offense and defense. The problem that they're having is that, when they were getting ahead in games, which uh, they they led the Super Bowl champs. I mean, they were putting an ass beating on the Buccaneers and the Chiefs in his first, you know, two or three games. And they just got really stagnant. They started running the ball and not taking risks. And they got really complacent and that, you know, the defense started coming on more and more and more. So if you're giving Tom Brady and Mahomes all this time and, you know, you have no, you know, you can't stop the running game. And your your DBs are getting tired. You're gonna lose. It's not hard. Yeah. So they really need to just kind of stay aggressive. And obviously, I I love Money Badger, great kicker, but he needs to go. He he has had a you guys have had year. a pretty bad kicking problem too. He, like there was, you know, and that cost us like quite a bit of games. I mean, was it 20? the Chargers led? I, I think they lost almost every game by less, less than by seven, one right? possession or less. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, like it was close that's so crazy man like ah uh, because i mean obviously and this has been a thing going on for like 20 years it's yeah. not just like now like 
they've always had a few years where they're kind of down, but then they have a, like a six-year stretch where they have talent and they do nothing with it. Right. It's always, yeah, it's something unfortunate always happens. Because, I mean, it was, yeah, it was 17. I feel like 17 was the year. Obviously, you run into Tom Brady. That shit happens. I mean, everybody. Yeah, I mean, they ran Tom Brady, but they sh- they should have won that game. I mean, right, they yeah, they yeah. put a they put a beating on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, it's not that they hard. Like, it's not that they hard were like they were like I dare you to throw a ball. Yeah, and that's what they did. But the problem was they did it the second week in a row, and they got the ass beat. Right. You can't dare Tom Brady to throw the ball. As much as I don't like Tom Brady, you have to respect the men, and you can't do that. Was Anthony Lynn the coach? Uh, during that run too? Yes, he was the coach. I think that was his second year. So the first year they had a pretty bad year, and that was his second year, and they went 12-4. and four. And they tied the Chiefs for the division lead, and they why, obviously they lost the tiebreaker. Why do but, you think that team, like, regressed the way that it did? Cause obviously, you know what? I, I feel like the biggest part of the Chargers not being successful, because I remember growing up when I watched ESPN, I've been a lifelong Chargers fan. As long as I've been watching football, I've been a Chargers fan. And... I remember, you know, watching um, on ESPN every year, every year, you know, um, Boomer would be like, this is Chargers year. They're going to do it every year, bro. Like, and he wasn't wrong. For years, they had, they were stacked everywhere, but something went wrong. It was an injury or the worst timing. Like the year when they went to the Ace Championship, Rivers played on a torn ACL. Right, yeah. And they went against the most, one of the most, you know, prolific teams ever, but they were stacked themselves. Cause they'd, but, be Peyton. they'd be Peyton that year too, right? Yeah. With the backup quarterback. Oh, man. Um, but shout out to Philip Rivers, though. Hopefully a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think he gets in. I don't think it's a first ballot, I but I think say, he does I, get in. I, I don't think it's first His ballot. numbers are undeniable. Yeah. Do you think he had like a, um, cause obviously, I mean, for the most, I don't want to, I feel like his stats, right? Do you think like, if he performed in any other era, do you think he would have had similar stats to that? Because obviously, I feel like for I think the bulk of his career that I've been watching him at least outside of like, because even in, even in the mid two thousands when that team was elite, obviously you had LT MVP that well, when he went MVP is it oh seven oh six somewhere it's around 0, it's oh six yeah so obviously you know LT was running the ball you know he had a, a huge ground and pound attack and obviously Rivers was kind of like the secondary option on offense so then obviously whenever you know Rivers came that primary option. They had maybe a few good years. So, like, obviously, for him not being first ballot is probably, like, playoff success, right? Yeah. Here's what I think, though, too, is he wasn't always gifted. Like, once LT left and Gates, there was a lot of years, people forget, that Gates was super injured. He had turf yeah. toe. He had plantar fasciitis. He was super hurt a lot of the time, especially, like, the last five or six years of his career. He really wasn't on the field. So that's where he runs into, like, if he would have stayed healthy, I guarantee you no one touches his stats. You know, he touchdowns, especially touchdowns. But since he got injured, you know, people like Gronk, you know, Travis Kelsey have a really good chance of catching him if they keep playing. But he didn't have an offensive line for so many years. Mm. And that's that's not on him. That's on the front office. But if he goes, if he were to go to, have gone to Pittsburgh or had gone to anywhere else with, like, a competent front office... He, I guarantee he has he has at least one ring. See, the thing is, is like, for me, if he, he has, what, nine kids? If home, bro, he has so many kids, homeboy, bro. He has, a whole, he has a whole offense with his kids. If Homeboy would have worn, like, seven condoms, he would have for sure switched teams. Yeah. But I, I think I think loyalty is really big for him, for right. him coming from where he came from. It's probably very big. And I think uh, when, he, when, he, when he got released, 
it was the best. He made the best move. He went to he actually had an O line. His team played well. I mean, he didn't have always have the greatest games, but he didn't need to. He went there a year seventeen and still got them to the playoffs. Got the you know unfortunately ran with like Josh Allen, but hey, what can you say, man? The guy. As much as I had problems with him over the years because I, you know, he was trying to play hero ball sometimes. And I don't yeah. blame him. He had to. There was no choice. But uh, you have to respect him, man. He uh, he played every game like he was his last. And for someone that talks that much shit and didn't say a single curse word, that's definitely commendable. It's that North Carolina State in him, too. Cause... But back to the draft. Um, I think that they either go skill position, like another receiver, or they go O-lineman. Because, I mean, um, who's your receivers right now? Because, obviously, you have Keenan, Mike Williams. They got Keenan, Mike Williams. They have uh, Guyton, too. So, they have their deep threat, their speed deep threat, their, their guy, like, you know, who's an inside and outside receiver. Mm. But I don't know if they're going to want to pay Mike Williams. Right. So, if they don't want to pay him, you go receiver in a stacked receiver class. Or, you know, you resign Mike Williams if you want to keep him, and then you go O-line. Because they're still in a spot where, like, all the kind of the best O-linemen are going to be gone. Like, the quote-unquote, like, the highest-rated ones, I should say. Not necessarily the best, but the highest-rated ones will already have been gone. Yeah. So, you either, depending on how the draft falls or how you want to resign, it's going to change things. But I don't think there's a way they can go wrong. They just need to work on the O-line, for sure. But luckily they have a guy who can move, so that helps out. But you don't want him getting injured, you know. You don't want to have that possibility of him getting injured. Yeah, you don't want to have, like, a Tyrod Taylor. Be on the table. And I will argue to anyone that Keenan Allen's a top five receiver. Just uh, look at the highlights. I mean, obviously he's a – I don't know about top five, man. He's look, he's one of the best – he's better. He's one of the best, like, route runners in the league for sure. I, he's the, I think he's the best route runner in the league. That's pr- probably the – the biased Charger fan in me, but I watch a lot of a lot of receivers, digs, and digs, I feel like bro. he doesn't really rely on speed. He doesn't really have you know the burners like everyone else does. He's not slow by any means, but he doesn't yeah. have burners. You know, he's not gonna catch a ball and like dart ninety yards downfield and beat everyone. But I've seen him break so many people's ankles. Some of the best corners in the league have trouble with him. Yeah. Um. So. I definitely say he's top five. I don't know how I put a number one because there's a couple guys obviously that are definitely for like, like top five. You know, like like actual I think D Hop's probably top two for sure. Yeah, no D Hop, Julio, um, and OBJ. People forget about OBJ because he's been injured the last few years, bro, but I'm because glad. not everyone hates him because you know he's a, a diva. But y'all weren't saying that five six years ago, bro. Thank you. I'm glad that somebody finally said this, man. Because because I've been a like... fan of Odell since um that 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 breakout game, right? Because yeah. I don't really watch a lot of NFC football, but I happened to be watching that game that night. So like everyone else, I found out about him on that fateful Sunday night. And I tell you Dallas, what, man, yeah. I've been. I don't care who you are. I don't care who your team is. When a guy like that, who's not he's not the tallest guy in the world. He's not the fastest, but the man can catch a ball. Yeah, he he got. He hands. can go up with it. He can like I've seen some catches of him make that. I'm like, that's a Hall of Fame catch. Like that's some shit I see Randy Moss, or like Jerry, or Megatron, catch. But he's not even six feet tall. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like 5'10", 5'11". So, he's not. He thinks 5'11". He's like right under six feet. But I'm tired of hearing that slander because it's like now y'all are hating on him. But when he was playing with the Giants a few years ago, before the little the little boat incident, y'all was on his dick. Yeah. No, I mean, in terms of raw talent, he's definitely one of – he's, he's a top 10 receiver in the league. And I feel like people people forget just how good he really is. Like he's like he's it's kind of coming to the point right now he's kind of overhated and underrated. Which, which is, I don't get. Like he went from the one of the he's still one of the biggest stars in the league. Like yeah. I can't wait for him to come back and shut everyone up. Like for me too. Like I was a big fan of Tyron Matthew out of, out of LSU. Like I've watched him since he was in college. And when you know once he got like banned from the program, and everyone was like, oh he's just a pothead, he ain't gonna do shit. And I was like, just let him get drafted by somebody. Went to Arizona and fucking showed all of them, bro. Yeah. At five foot nine, can cover anyone, play slot corner, and he plays safety, and he plays linebacker. And look at him now, he got a ring. And if he can keep it up, I see him going, you know, going somewhere. He was all he was all pro too this year, I think. Yeah, I think he was he, all pro been, last year. He's as been well. all pro a few times now. Yeah. But he's been the problem we had in Arizona was he was very he was injured a lot. Yeah, he he got but once, ACL, he, once he, he got to year, Houston right? and now he's with uh Chiefs you can see how versatile he is, bro. At five foot nine, I've never seen someone that small and hit that hard and just be a force to be reckoned with. So I know he hates the name Honey Badger. I know he said it himself, but bro, Honey Badgers don't care. Honey Badgers don't give a shit, and he definitely don't give a shit. Man, I, I wish he was still in Arizona, man. That you see me that, too. You I have a jersey. G, you see that JG Washington? I I did. I actually want to talk about that. That's a good pickup for them. If they're trying to win now, but they also need to stack some more. They need to get another receiver. They need to get, you know, they they have money. I know that, so they need to. They definitely need to draft. If they can draft well this year, in last year they were knocking on the door. They just lost some close games, yeah. so they can do something. I think. See, I think the NFC West is going to be interesting because, obviously, you don't know what's happening. Russell Wilson. The Niners are kind of, meh. The Rams, obviously, you guys see what happens to Matt Stafford. Hopefully, he stays healthy. That's a yeah, win. they're That's definitely a... the team to beat in that division right now, just because of what they have in front of them. Yeah. Uh, but Arizona's a sneaky to me, like a little dark horse because there not last be year, why. man, they they, they were car. they were in it with Buffalo. I mean, that's you know what I'm saying like yeah, that's that, one of the best teams in the league. They're Buffalo definitely one of the most balanced teams in the league. So if Kyler can step up this year, they can have a little bit better O line, a better running game. They have they have one of the best receivers I've ever seen, and they have a good pass rush. They might be doing something. I think they'll be solid. I mean, honestly, like at that point, their defense is already great as is. So obviously, you add JJ Watt, you probably get a few yeah, more players Jones in the secondary. On the other side. Yeah. You replace Patrick Peterson, get an O line, probably grab a receiver or a tight end in the draft, and I think you'll be solid. Yeah, they can do something. I think. I think I, they should be making wild card. They're like a game off this year, so if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's something's got to change because they, yeah, someone's got to go. I don't want to. I don't want to see that coach go, man. Because I think was it yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is really good, man. So I hope that team performs, especially since we had Arizona sports on the come up too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Arizona sports always has kind of been there, but they always get forgotten about because it's Arizona. Yeah. So, that's so weird. like, people forget the Suns had a run there for like six, seven years with Steve Nash and Stoudemire. Oh, people don't forget about that. And, that eight seconds or less. And they had uh, they had Shaq too. Oh, fuck for a little Shaq. while, they had um, what is his name? He played yeah. with the Mavericks too, and the Heat. 
I can't remember his name. No, right. I mean, he's funny as hell, too. Yeah, they had Sean Marion, I think. There you go. That's Sean. There you go. Yeah. I'm like, I know I know his first name. I can't remember his name. Joe yeah, Sean Marion with that goofy ass shot. Like, they had. There was like they a even had Vince Carter on the Sun for a while, too. Yeah. They had, there was like a two year period where they had like a stacked starting lineup. Stacked. Jason Richardson. Yeah, Jason Richardson. Joe Johnson was on the team for a little bit. Jared Dudley. I mean, who gives a fuck? Prime Dudley. Don't give a fuck about no Popeye. Grant Hill. Fucking yeah, shot Grant Hill too. Damn. So like I said, they 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 just they were with the Lakers, bro, and the Spurs. Like they weren't stopping those two teams. Man, they were yeah, they were really good, man. But obviously that you're just not gonna win anything under that Mike D'Antoni offense. It doesn't matter. No, he no defense. It's just not no gonna happen defense. when those shots don't fall. You're not gonna ball. You know what I mean? It's just not gonna be good, bro. It's true. That's true. That's fair. It's a damn shame. Hopefully Arizona's on the come up, man, along with Yuma. But I think that's going to be it for the podcast, man. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, I want to add that we didn't get to get through all the topics we wanted to today. Oh, this is definitely going to be a But I'm going to do a quick two. fight prediction for this weekend because it's going to happen. Um, hopefully Adesanya can counteract the, that weight with speed. So he's going to watch out for that Polish power, but he definitely can get a knockout with his speed. As much as I want to see Megan Anderson win, I don't see her getting anywhere past the first two minutes against oh, Nunes is gonna kill Amanda her, Nunes. Wait, so and, what was your what was your Adesanya pick? Uh, Adesanya. Uh, how how does he do it? Uh, he has to win my knockout. Knockout. I feel what like round? unless round? unless he can really hurt Jan early on and get his his cardio down, I don't think he wants to stay in there too long because that guy has some fucking hands, bro. You don't want to get hit by that. And Adesanya has been dropped by Kelvin, let alone the guy like twice his size so i think as long as he avoids the hands counters well which is his game as long as he keeps his middleweight speed i think it's no problem but you gotta watch out you never you, there's always that chance again that one punch yeah i think that power is gonna be crazy i think what um what Jan did in his last fight was like those leg kicks that's how he killed dom that's how he killed reyes in that first oh. fight yeah, no. So uh, and then obviously you have Peter Jan and Aljo. Uh, I want Aljo to win. That's gonna be an interesting battle. Difference, completely different styles. So those are my. And then obviously uh, I'm a big Dominic Cruz fan. So hopefully the Dominator pulls through. I forgot the, he was uh, fighting. I didn't, on the prelims. Yeah, I was. I was told he was fighting earlier this morning, and I was like, damn. So yeah. I thought he retired. Honestly, I, he should. I've met him in real life. He's a wonderful man. And I yeah, hope he, Marion. you know, I don't think he needs a belt anymore. I think he's past that. Oh, no he's definitely shit, a Hall no of Famer. Shit, yeah. He dominated that division for so long. Um, so those injuries. I think him just up. him just fight. Yeah, dude, really bad. Like horrible knee injuries. He was fighting knee, once every like, two years. There was a new interim belt every single time, but he would come back and he would just keep his. But he belt. would dominate. He'd yeah. come back and dominate the guy, and then he'd get hurt in yeah, training. Get hurt it's again, like, yeah. damn, man, just, the worst luck in the world. That process just kept repeating. Um, also, one more one more thing. Um, I'm going to come at you with this. We got to have, whether it's you and me or uh, multiple people, we got to have a hip-hop episode where we talk about whether it's past, current, future rap. We got we to gotta talk about, we got to have a, a nice discussion about who we, who we have up on that list. Oh, yeah. I got I got somebody in mind I can bring on for that. Oh. Yeah, no, it's so, going to be. So thank you for having me, bro. I know you, you want to cut it here, so. Thank you for having me on. It was a great session. I'm looking forward to this episode and all the future ones you have coming out. So hopefully this isn't my only appearance. Um, 
and thank you for letting me come on and kind of share some things. Obviously, we didn't get to get as much as we wanted done, but that's okay. That's what happens in this game. Um, there's always another conversation for another time. Definitely, man. But, uh, Definitely. Shout out to you, bro. I appreciate it. Hey, shout out to you, friend, for you know being able to come on too, especially for the hour. You know, because it is. It is oh yeah, it's gonna be an interesting, interesting episode. But uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely definitely gonna be a part two for sure. And if you know, I don't know when that part two is gonna come, but I'm for sure gonna be on uh, your and Julio's podcast as well. So I can't wait for that to come out. I'm excited for that. Y'all got me hyped for that. And I'm then, glad, man. I'm glad. Yeah, so, man, thank you for the support, and thank you for everybody who listened in and tuned into this podcast and made it to the very end. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to hit that follow button, hit that repost button, share it out, spread it to your family, spread it to your friends. Hope everybody has a safe week, has a great work week. Be able to relax, stay blessed, stay up. RIP the woo. Have a great rest of your night.